Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly news podcast that discuss news that interest us from the past week. This is for the week of July, I mean, July, oh shit, (laughs) I mean, January 15th, 2017. I was like, damn, we went through seven months already? (laughs) How long have we been fucking talking? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised how fast time seems to be going the older I get. Well, shit, I mean, we're, we're already halfway through January. I know. That's like, no, that's not cool. Can we all just slow down a little bit? I don't want to die next week, you know, (laughs) of old age. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Uh, So uh, we have a pretty, pretty big episode packed for you today. We're um, just throwing it out there ahead. um, Ahead, if you've checked out the show notes, we are not doing our pool list this week because Nintendo decided to talk about their Nintendo Switch i.e. hardware specs, uh, launch titles, accessory pricing, you know, their uh, paid online service, all that cool shit. So we are going to be talking about that and what we think about those uh, later on in the show. So um, right now, I wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to mention this simply because uh, after five days of posting it on Twitter, Microsoft finally, you know, asks me, oh, did you get this resolved? Um, I was like, fuck you. Um, I'm one of those guys that has, you know, there's people that have, you know, Twitter connected to like their Facebook. So whenever they tweet, it goes on Facebook. I'm the other way. I post everything from, I go from my Facebook page and have everything post on Twitter simply because sometimes I don't just like doing hashtags. Um, and, uh, plus I kill two birds with one stone and that's my personal Twitter account. And so, uh, last week, after we recorded the show on um, Sunday, uh, I noticed like my SD card for the uh, podcast wasn't being taken to my computer. So I'm like, all right. And it was running a little a little slow. 
So I do a restart because that's what you do. And then all of a sudden I get this fucking bad pool header error. I was like, what the fuck is that? So like, you know, I, you know, restarted again a couple of times. Nothing happened. Even tried to restore because I thought, well, maybe it's a bad update. Nothing. So then I had to use my phone and, you know, I'm trying to get the podcast edited and I look at my, I look and then I find out it's it's supposed to be a hardware um, issue. And it's like if you have anything connected USB or, you know, serial port or anything like that, disconnected, restart. And then, you know, you should be able to troubleshoot it that way. Motherfucker, I took everything out except for my mouse, <laughs> my keyboard and the uh, and the uh, connection for the monitor. Nothing. So, um, you know, kept trying to uh, go into safe mode. Nothing was nothing was fucking working for me. Everything that everybody said, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. Everywhere I go, I was like, yeah, that's based on the concept that you can actually get into the fucking computer. <laughs> you know, it's like go into start, go and type in this. I'm like, motherfucker, I can't even get there. And uh, so I was so fucking annoyed. And um, so I wait next day. I'm like, okay, you know, let's let me try this. So I went on Facebook and then I typed in, you know, uh, has anybody ever got a bad pool header error? And, you know, if anybody knows of a fix, of course, no one knows of a fix. And then I ended up uh, doing what Adam and I always tell people to do, reinstall Windows. Uh right but at the same time on my laptop i downloaded uh, adobe audition and i had to um i had to edit the podcast on um on uh on my laptop which is a slow laptop to begin with like it's an old laptop like i had it on fucking um i had it on fucking uh um vista when i got it like that's how old it is um and it's running windows 10 so of course <laughs> it took like mm, 45 to 50 minutes to render an hour and a half podcast. Um, <laughs> so uh, reinstall windows, got everything base working and I just, you know, have basic shit in there. So today I'm on, I happen to be on Twitter and I jump onto my, um, um, since I put everything on Facebook and goes, I very seldom ever check my um, individual Twitter account says I'm always on the lazy geese one. So this time I went over to it because I wanted to check something. And all I said, I see like Microsoft asked me, this happened all on Monday. Friday, they asked me if I had it cleared up. And I was like, yeah, because all of your quote unquote um, uh, fixes didn't work. So I ended up reinstalling Windows. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And like I had like, funny, like well, we've made that very process. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I went ahead and ended up um and I had like right after I did that I had like four or five people like you know my response to that. Um so I was like, Jesus God. It takes you five days to get and figure out, oh, we have this issue. And they never responded like, you know, oh sorry about that. What what you know. It could have, you know, give me some bullshit excuse, but they didn't even bother. But so we'll see what happens at this point. Um, I've been having some funky issues <laughs> with this with um, and this is this is not a like 
this isn't a like uh, a built system. Like I didn't build this. You know, this is stock. So usually that kind of shit doesn't happen on this stuff. But I don't know what's the deal because I've been having some really weird issues um, over the last several months. So not exactly sure what's going on. I think Windows is just like being a bitch. At least that's what I think. <laughs> just like being a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you know, just saying. So, anyway. So, I, I think I kind of have it okay, but we'll see. So. Well, I don't know. I, th I think... I think that desktop just has a piece of hardware in it that Windows 10 isn't taking kindly to. <laughs> Not digging. Yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. Well, anyway, so you're playing WoW again? Yeah, I mean, WoW's always the... Your default? You know, it's, <laughs> it's the security blanket. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll get bored with it, but then I'll always go back to it, stuff like that. Um, wow to Adam is like but the uh, is like uh, is like edge to Windows 10. Yeah, <laughs> sounds very right. Yeah, pretty much, but actually cool. Mm. Um, so that's the only difference. Um, the the reason I put in the show notes is playing Wow and why it's also taking a stand. So Wow is a game that's played by a lot of people. Um, a lot of my friends play it. So I started playing, and usually what I do is I'll try to do what my friends are doing. Because, you know, you want to play with your friends. It's a fucking MMO. Right. Unfortunately, the main group of friends that I play with, they all are a pain in the ass. Because they don't, actually, they don't play the game the same way I play it. So they want to only be top level and fucking mid-max everything and just be crazy, like, technical about everything where it's not fun anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, oh, this quest chain that they added is really dope. Like, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. and taking my time with it. So, I was telling a homie at work, I was like, look, I'm going to play WoW again. And he's like, oh, we're on this time. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I said, I'm going to play WoW the way I want to play WoW. You guys can do your own thing over there. And he started getting kind of pissy with me, and I said, look, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I just took a stand. That's what I'm trying to say. Took a fucking stand. Well, that's what you got to do. That's it. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You got to let them know sometimes. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing for like two two weeks now. So it's going pretty good. That's well, a lot better than football season. I kind of think we have a bit of a delay. Yeah, I'm kind of noticing like yeah. the connection is kind of. I think going we have a bit a of delay bit. in the thing. Are you are you downloading something else? Because I know you're playing with your internet. I think you need to. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not sure if somebody's playing on my end. But uh, so, why do you hate football season? So I don't hate football season. I don't watch football, but I don't hate football. Um, I hate football season because of football fans, especially the ones that are at my, my job. 
So I'm from Boston, obviously. So they'll default me as a Patriots fan, um, which I mean, whatever. I'm indifferent to it because I don't watch it. Everyone talks shit to me about this player did this yesterday or that player did that yesterday. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like I know who Tom Brady is, but I don't know anybody and Gronk because Gronk's fine. But I don't know anyone else. I don't know what they did in the games. I don't know any of that shit. So then they'll get even more mad at me because I don't know what's going on. So like perfect example is they all have a fantasy football thing. And they go, hey, Adam, you want to get on the fantasy football thing? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I don't watch the game, so I wouldn't know what's going on. And instead of what you usually get when you don't do it, people go, oh, okay. They go, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> listen, fuck you for one, okay? For two, why it's – I sometimes when people talk about football to me, I feel like they want to hand me a glass of questionable Kool-Aid. <laughs> like it feels like a cult like Jones dude down, it's, bitch. <laughs> right it's like it's just a fucking game at the end of the day I love baseball right. but if someone tells me oh I don't watch baseball I'm gonna go okay what, that doesn't affect me That's so whatever oh okay <laughs> yeah like oh I guess you're just a fucking scrub you know like no dude like, no one gives a fuck about all that I don't watch baseball just, so you don't love America right <laughs> So you're a fucking terrorist. That's what you're trying to tell me. Right. Get out of here, fucking commie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Wait, what? But yeah, football's... And I I know some of the people listening are probably very big football fans. And like I said, I don't have anything against football. It's personally not my cup of tea. But if someone's enjoying it, then someone's enjoying it. Please enjoy it to the fullest extent. But if you meet someone who doesn't like football and they're not being a dick, because if they're being a dick, then fucking tear them a new one <laughs> and they're just like i don't like football don't be like oh you're a fucking piece of shit because you don't like football i'm gonna make you feel bad right. because you don't like what i like like <laughs> no asshole you know like i told them i i was at work the last week well i'm at work every week but last <laughs> week and i was talking to uh my friend zach about world of warcraft mm-hmm. and um I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is where I'm at. And someone walked up and was like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, oh, World of Warcraft. Like, you play World of Warcraft? I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, that's so fucking lame. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was back in high school. Can you go sit the fuck back down? <laughs> like, don't worry about what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> what do you do with your life? Get drunk? Get the fuck away from right. me. I'm like, oh, oh, it's because I'm not... Um... I'm not sitting down and getting drunk for no apparent reason. Oh, yeah, okay. And I'm the loser. Got it, you know. Understand fully. <laughs> you know. I was telling one of the young people at work, or younger, they're like early 20s. The young people, you make yourself sound old. These young folk. Uh, <laughs> um, she still goes out, you know, on the weekends and, and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people my age do, but... um. I told her, I said, it's not an age thing. It's, it's when you have more important things to do. And she goes, well, that sounds, that sounds kind of fucked up. What do you mean? I said, I have children and I have a wife and I have my own place. She lives with her mother still and all this stuff. I'm like, I have more important things that need my attention than going to a club or going to a bar. 
it's just the way it works. You know, it has nothing to do with age. I mean, there's people that are my age that don't have anything important to do, so they still do that shit. Right. You know, but um, I was like, eventually you will move out and you will have your own place and you'll either start a family or you'll be getting real into your career and you won't go out anymore. Like that, to that extent. Like right. it's an all weekend out thing. Right. You know, because it's dumb. I said, because you don't want to be that person who's in their late 40s and they're still getting plastered at the fucking club. Because everyone's going to look you funny. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Listen, <laughs> this is actually an intervention podcast. <laughs> oh, is that okay. <laughs> no. Um, so, um, yeah, basically. Football season sucks. I always hate football season for that reason. Um, because the a lot of the fans just fucking ruin it. And then I have to listen to them argue with each other constantly oh, about who's the best team and they're bringing up this and that. Well, this one dude, I, I have a lot of cow. I live in Arizona. There's a lot of Cowboys fans here. I know that sorry. doesn't make sense, but that's just how it is. Um, so they're arguing and this one person says, well, the Cowboys are America's football team. And I said, that doesn't make any sense. How, how are the Cowboys? Um, who, who said that? Like, who said the Cowboys were America's football team? I said, well, haven't you read the book about it? I'm like, what book? Right. I'm like, the only one who would have said that is the Cowboys themselves. Right. And that's like me saying, I'm the king of the universe. Actually, it's it doesn't in make Second it Corinthians 4, 17. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, there was no panel that said that this was the, this is America's <laughs> football team. I said, that's so stupid. I said, first of all, wouldn't, Obviously, like, you haven't read the Bill of Rights. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's in the Constitution, sure. It's in the, um, in the Declaration of Independence, asshole. <laughs> right. Like, And I explained to him, I said, we have an American basketball team for the Olympics called the Dream Team. And it's not even a real team. They just put it together for the Olympics. Right. I said, we have an American soccer team, but that's because it's based on international stuff. No one plays football outside of this country. Like, everyone thinks football is the most important thing on the planet. Nobody gives a fuck. Well, it's the same thing as the World Series, where it's only, you know, one. Yeah, it's, it's only Montreal that actually, you know. It's really statements like that, mm -hmm. I feel, only happen in America. <laughs> because the United States is so fucking full of themselves. Like, we're the only one that have figured it out. Oh, yeah. So we're more important than ever. Like, history started in 1776, motherfucker. You know, that kind of stupid shit. But, and I do it too, just to be funny. But, um, but even baseball, well, baseball's played a lot. We're going to talk lot. about the dark times. Oh, um, the, uh, the, um, the dark ages in history. Oh, you mean the Iran Contra thing? <laughs> no, there's more history than just the United States history. <laughs> right. Get your life together, you know? <laughs> but it's, um, I think that, like baseball, baseball's played in other countries, Latin America, uh, parts of Asia and stuff like that. No one plays football. Like I, I heard recently that they, they went and played American teams, uh, Cardinals being one of them, went to go play in the UK. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's, it's always sold out. I'm like, well, of course it's sold out because you brought something that's an American staple to a foreign country. Right. And, and, and it's one of those like if we have – uh, what do they call them? UK files or people who are into everything from the UK here. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they have people in the UK that are into everything American. You know what I mean? Like all of our pop culture shit. Right. So 
Of course they have. But I don't see the UK starting up a football league. <laughs> American football league. Right. You know, it's just stupid to me. Like, I'm not trying to decredit football, but it's like you got to step out of your box a little bit. I'm not trying to decredit football, but I'm trying to decredit football. <laughs> right. Well, it's the same thing when they say the Yankees are America's baseball team. Let's stop it. <laughs> no, they're not. They're New York's football. They're bad. They're not baseball team. I'm saying every sport but baseball. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's so, you know. So before we before we move on, I wanted to um, say this to um, all you cowboy fans over there. Um, the Mexican word of the day is nacho. And Dallas, this is not your year. <laughs> the Dallas fans at my job have been talking shit steady too. Last week and the week before, like, oh, yeah, we're dominating. We're gonna, we're gonna get there. You know, blah blah blah. I can't wait to go in on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how's, how's the postseason working out for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I might do it too, just to start shit. I'm like, hey, how were the games? Yeah, exactly. Didn't catch them. <laughs> did your team do well? Yeah. <laughs> how did you guys do? Because you know, it's always we. Yeah, our team right. went ahead. You know, we got. How, like, how did your guys do? Did they um, do what you thought they were going to do, or did they do what they always do? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? Did they fail? <laughs> that's like. Uh, that's. I don't like, even watch uh, football. I know the Cowboys suck. Uh, it's also like the Giants. It's like, oh yeah, which Giants team did you play this year or this um, this weekend? Because they're either really good or really horrible. All right. So, before we turn this into the Lazy Geek Sports Podcast. Um, Let's go ahead. So in 1980, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's go into our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing actually comes from Collider, and I'm just going to read the article here. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, was all about fan service. The approach worked unsurprisingly well, considering that the anthology film currently uh, has well over 920 million worldwide and is enjoying both critical and audience acclaim. Uh, actually, this has been updated because it's actually already at about a billion dollars worldwide. Um, yeah. But holding the Star Wars mythology with a level of deference comes with a risk of using kid gloves when making original films and um, enmeshed with the current, with the existing narrative. Case in point, Darth Vader. His best days were thought to be behind him since most uh, memorable arc occurred in the original trilogy, though the subpar prequel trilogy attempted to humanize the iconic villain. So it is. It was when it was announced that the Sith Lord would return for Rogue One. Fans were understandably excited to see him back in action. However, early drafts of the film saw him leaning heavily on his imposing presence and intimidating reputation, along with the heavy, a little heavy breathing and force choke thrown in for good measure. Not the shocking, uh, not the most shocking stuff, at least not until the final scene featuring Vader mowing down a score of nameless rebel soldiers. But when Yahoo Movies sat down with Rogue One editor John Gilroy, they found out that the final scene connecting Rogue One to A New Hope was a last-minute addition. Here's what Gilroy had to say about the impactful scene. What was added, and it was a fantastic add, was the Vader action scene with him boarding the ship and dispatching all those rebel soldiers. That was something conceptualized a little later. Some of the framework of the final sequence the audience saw in theaters was in place from the beginning after liberating the Death Star plans from the Imperial Archives on Scarif and beaming the data to the Rebel ship, um, the Rebel Alliance ship, a hard copy was passed to the waiting hands of Princess Leia, who was being pursued by Vader. Gilroy adds, quote, As far as I know, 
that was always the plan. The main structure was there. Then the decision to have Vader have, uh, or the decision to make that was made to have Vader step up his villainous presence, Gilroy confirms, it was a really great punch in the arm and something I think fans wanted to see. A good change. Since the reshoot came after principal production, Daniel uh, Naparis was brought in to play Vader for the climactic scene. Spencer Wielding previously filled in the suit for the meeting between Vader and Ben Mendelsohn's Orson Krennic, uh, with James Earl Jones providing the iconic voice throughout. Another last-minute addition was the Easter egg of Vader's home base, the site of his climactic battle with Obi-Wan later on the volcanic planet Must Mustafar. Gilroy reveals that the decision-making uh, that went into keeping this location somewhat hush-hush. We had one... Uh, we had one on for a little while, but what we realized was Star Wars fans, true Star Wars fans, if they saw the name, would know exactly what they were going to see. And we wanted it to be a bit of a surprise, so we decided to not put the title on so Star Wars fans could be surprised along with people who were not initiated to where Mustafar was. Um, yeah, because that was one of the things when I saw that volcanic plant, I was like, oh, is that Mustafar? And of course, you know, Vader has that badass fucking, you know, castle on on Mustafar, which makes sense because basically that's what created why Vader. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It created Vader, so why yeah, not? Yeah, he overlook he overlooks where the in the scene in the third prequel movie where he almost died. Yeah. He's overlooking that. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So a nice little connection to the prequels there. But uh, yeah, I mean that's to me that the Vader mowing down the rebels and uh, is a fucking great addition. We talk about that in uh, this week's cheap seat since we're doing the original Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, it's it's a fucking cool, cool little addition. I mean, it, it to me it was one of those where you know you have people going, "Oh my god, seeing Vader do that," but of course you have me in, in the theater going, "Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit," you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was dope, dude. That that whole scene was just, and and I think we talked about it, or we're going to talk about it, in the future. But um, referring to the past, quantum te quantum temporal mechanics here, <laughs> right? Um, about how that kind of that short scene reminds you, hey, by the way, right. Vader's terrifying. <laughs> exactly. You know, to the people in this universe, like he's not a hokey. Oh, that Vader. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's not he's that whiny fucking... little he's not that whiny little bitch that hates sand. Right. He's literally the devil. Right. Like <laughs> he's he's terrifying. You know, and, and that really cements that. Because the first the first scene where you see him, yeah, it's a great scene, but he's still he doesn't he seems imposing, but not scary. Right. You right. know what I mean? Um and then in the that last scene though, he's fucking I'd be like, Oh shit, I'd be running my ass off. It's just shoot. the oh, face what? of those rebel soldiers of just like complete fear. You're like, you thought you were watching like a fucking Friday the 13th or something, you know? Yeah. Jason walking through with a fucking machete or something. They could have easily changed that music up to something creepy. You, you believe it. Yeah. You see them running you're hearing. Ch -ch 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 -ch. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, some teenage girl runs by fucking screaming. Yeah, and trips, you know. <laughs> right. Trips on nothing. <laughs> two two random teenagers are having sex in the corridor. They get killed right there, you know. <laughs> yeah, half in a tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my one awesome thing 
it was no question hmm. that Zelda Breath of the Wild trailer blew me the fuck away, dude. Um, so I was I watched the Nintendo press conference. And there were some yays and nays in there, and we'll get into that a little later. But um, this trailer, and this is how they ended, which was the smartest marketing thing you could have ever done. It's just so cinematic in its presentation. Like you're looking like it's a movie. Like you're yeah. like, what the fuck? You know, and it's um, you, you, there's like all kinds of action going on, and and they're screaming, and and just all types of weird shit. And then you're um. It, and I was telling Steve about this where every like modern Zelda game, the trailer always does this where you're you're watching it and, and it's a new song that you've never heard of and then all of a sudden just slightly there's a inside of it right. and you're like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> um, it looks amazing and I've actually looked at uh, some comparison shots because the game's coming out on the Switch and the Wii U. So they've been comparing uh, shots from each console and it looks like the the coloring is different but i wouldn't say better on the switch it's brighter on the switch yeah but the one thing that is a glaring improvement uh is lighting lighting effects so shadows and and glare and stuff like that that's more cinematic on the on the newer console of course um but this game is awesome it's a fucking launch title yeah if they don't well i'm not i'm not totally surprised that it's a launch title because it was actually being developed for the wii u and then they said that it was going to be a launch title for the switch so i'm not i'm not surprised either i'm just happy (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just great yeah you know and and it's um i still wish there was a mario game coming out for it but whatever it's again we'll get into that later yeah we'll get into that um but yeah that's that's it that's just that that fucking trailer was just balls deep yeah yeah, it was pretty impressive. I was like, going, "Oh, that should be interesting." So, uh, with that, I guess we dip into some headlines. So, Lucasfilms has mercifully shot down rumors that the studio was planning to digitally resurrect Carrie Fisher in the wake of the inevitable actress's untimely death. Fisher passed away at the age of 60 last month after suffering a heart attack, which put the folks at Lucasfilm in a bit of a predicament. While Fisher had wrapped filming on Episode 8, General Leia was reportedly planning to planned to play a major role in the final film of the new trilogy, a narrative move that makes sense considering her son is the, you know, bludgeoning big bad of the revamped series. Rumors recently emerged that Disney and Lucasfilms were negotiating with Fisher, Fisher's estate to the rights of her digital image and speculation following that would take the Grand Moff Tarkin route and render Leia's performance digitally. Thankfully, the studio seemed adamant that they were not they would will not pursue that obviously terrible idea. Here's the official statement via the official Star Wars website. We do not normally respond to fans or press speculation, but this is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure fans that Lucasfilms has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess or General Leia Organa. Carrie Fisher was, is, and always will be part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our princess, our general, and most importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. After the widespread negative reaction to Peter Cushing's digital 
um, Resurrection, Rogue One, doing the same with one of the franchise's most beloved and spirited characters would be shooting themselves in the foot. I have no doubt Lucasfilms is pursuing the rights for her digital image. After all, generally, I can't very well just disappear, but one hopes that it is an aim of wrapping up her story instead of substituting Fisher's vitality with the digital corpse puppet. No doubt Lucasfilms and their creative team are in a sticky situation, but their statement provides some well-needed relief that they treat the character, and most importantly, the iconic actress, with the respect she deserves. Now, I, I mean, I'm good with that. I was happy with that. The thing is, though, is that the speculation came from websites and everybody because of Rogue One. And to me, I was like, no, that's, I, I, I knew in my heart that that was not going to happen. Because one, you can't do that, especially now. And just to make the narrative work, no. I mean, people were like, "Well, yeah, but look at what they do with Rogue One." Yeah, Rogue One is a is a it, 2000 is almost basically uh, forty years after the original movie. So if you're tying it into that, I can kind of see why you did that. Did they need to do that? No, but it was done because it fit the narrative of the story. To me, they also didn't know she was dead. Right. She wasn't dead when they did that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And here, and another thing, it for me is the fact that. It, the widespread negative of Tarkin, I've heard more just basically of websites that didn't like that, not fans. I've heard most fans didn't even really kind of care. I thought Tarkin was well done. Yeah, I mean, everybody that I know that's seen it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, they could kind of give or take. I have, seen, I have seen someone bring up the point, and it's a valid point until you start kind of dissecting it, where they say Tarkin... I mean, they did it to Tarkin, but I guess I guess uh, Fisher's more important than he was. It's like no, this he died a long time ago. Right. It's a it's a length of time kind of thing. Yeah. You know, there, there's a, there's a uh, it's like a uh, you're you're gonna come out with a movie that's a couple years after someone's death. It was tragic to a lot of people, you know, in that tragic someone you like died but wasn't in your family kind of tragedy. Right. Um you have to wait a certain amount of time. Well, you, you can't, you can't, the wounds can't be fresh and then you're throwing digital fucking renditions <laughs> of the person. Like that'd be weird. Right. And then you also have people like, well, they did it with Paul Walker. Yeah. But he died halfway through filming of a movie. And the decision was, should we continue with it or not? And the thing is, and that's also something like that, you know, the person who died would be, would want the project to finish. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a very gray area situation, but it's still easy to see when it's done right and done wrong. Right. And then you have the, you have this particular, not a frame of film has been shot. Yeah. Probably a script was developed, which means they have, they have time. They can go back to rewrite the script and, and try to make it work. And yeah, they probably are talking to the state because they're probably, because even though they would have to talk to the state to just simply show an image of her, because now you can't negotiate with her agent. You have to go negotiate with the estate. Yeah, her estate and, owns the likeness. Yeah, so now you have to have them say like, okay, we need to use her image to show, you know, she passed her or, or what have you. That's That needs to happen. You know, or if they're going to use old footage to kind of incorporate her in here somewhere, that's going to happen. I mean, the same thing also happened with Star Trek. They had to negotiate... Um, with the Leonard Nimoy estate to use his image simply to use his image in the movie. Right. You know, so which I'm sure wasn't a difficult 
right thing to discuss but it's still it's a discussion that needs to be brought to the table you yeah. can't just fucking do it but you know I, what I mean? but i think because you know and, and here's the thing is is that i think people you know wanted clicks you know it's that whole clickbait thing so somebody said oh they might be using that and then suddenly that becomes gospel and then everybody to, starts running with it it's it's crap like that that bothers the fuck out of me you have to realize that especially nowadays no news source is credible. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to use a healthy dose of common fucking sense. A friend of mine at work said it best when it comes to like, like uh, what's going on in the Middle East and stuff like that. And I was like, but what's credible? And then he tells me, he was in the military for quite some time. He goes, why does it matter? Is your life different if you know what's going on? No. Yeah. So don't fucking worry about it. It doesn't matter, you know? Right. But with this kind of stuff, it's like, you have to realize that everyone on the internet just wants you to click on it. Yeah, because it's advertising. So, and, and I mean, everyone does it. CNN does it. Like mm -hmm. all the legit, they they title things where it gives you just enough for you to be like, oh my god, I need to know. Yeah. Well, there's an article that I posted on the website uh, last week, and it was about people asking, oh, or people saying, oh, well, Affleck may not be directing uh, the the Batman movie after all based on off a statement that he said that, well, you know, the script, if the script's not right, I'm not doing it. But what you have there is you have basically people going ahead and, you know, taking something. And, and, and it was like, you know, he may not be right. I'm like, bullshit. He's directing it now. He's talking about before. And what I stated is that when you're a director, you can't just simply say, oh, yeah, I'm going to direct this movie. And in three weeks, you're going to start filming. No, yeah. you're devoting years to that. So the script was written. I mean, he was doing that pretty much around the time that he was doing Batman versus Superman. Well, and see, every every genre has their shit clickbait site. Yeah. Like Buzz BuzzFeed for all the Hollywood stuff. Yeah. And then comicbook.com for the fucking geek stuff. Yeah. Comicbook.com sucks. Yeah. And I, I swear I remember that site being cool. Yeah. I, and the one, because, the one thing that sats, though, is that this was from Comic Book Resources. And I was oh, like, they're getting bad too. And I was like, going, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, like, they're getting really horrible. bad too. They're all getting fucking bad. Yeah. You know they, you know what's funny? You know who's the most credible source of information lately? IGN. Which is scary. Which is weird. <laughs> like IGN, because it's the, the way they structure their stories. So or their articles. What they'll do is they'll they'll give you the straight news first and then the last paragraph or two will be their opinion but you can see the separation yeah which is kind of what we which is what i kind of try to do i give exactly. the story and you then give the news and then, and then afterwards opinion. it's like okay and this is why it's bullshit <laughs> you know <laughs> but um and they and ign always gives a, a a credible source and if they don't they'll say this is just speculation like ign cleaned their shit up because they used to be the original fucking clickbait kings yeah you know, and then I think everybody bitched at him so much that they started cleaning it up because it's it's that's where I get most of my geeky news from is IGN now. Yeah. And IGN still has that stigma where people are like, oh, IGN. I, don't, I still don't like the reviews. They tend to lean heavy on the first person shooters and stuff like that. But oh, their yeah. their news stuff is pretty legit. They, they review anything that's going to be popular really well. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, because they, they want to appease everyone. Right. But anyway, speaking of IGN, I'm going to read something from them right now. <laughs> um, 
Vulture actor, Michael, <laughs> Vulture actor Michael Keaton. See, I told you they get it right. Michael <laughs> Keaton is playing Vulture. No. Um, shared what he most likes about playing one of uh, Spider-Man's biggest villains in the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming. While speaking with Variety, um, Keaton talked about how it's been a while since he has got to play a, a villain in a film. What? It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> um, but in the actor's opinion, what drew him most about Vulture is the fact that he isn't all evil, and people will be able to relate to the character and his viewpoints. He's This is a quote. He's a really interesting and more interesting than I thought villain because there's parts of him that you go, you know what? I might see his point, Keaton said. Keaton was also asked whether he was hesitant starring another comic book movie after doing the two Tim Burton Batman films. Why would you ask me this long time ago? I know. It was in the last decade. (laughs) It's also an iconic. The last century, sorry, sorry. Right. It's such an iconic role now that it's not a a risk of typecast. Yeah. Like, I don't know, whatever. To which the actor said no and explained he initially didn't sign on for Spider-Man Homecoming because it didn't work in my schedule. Then I'm glad to say uh, they kind of shifted the scheduling and it worked out. Because you move shit around for Michael Keaton. Yeah. If you, you really want him Keaton. in there, if you really want him in there, right. you move shit around. That, that's got to be great when you're an actor at that level. Mm. They're like, you know what? doesn't really work on my schedule. Oh, well, oh, that's fine. We'll start production a month later. Yeah. Like you're or the we'll move, shit. Or we'll move all your scenes towards the end. Yeah, like you're the shit when they do that. Yeah. Because most actors, they'll be like, you don't fit your schedule, then we go get someone else. <laughs> and don't worry about it. Well, that's, um, that's what's no. happening right now with um, Infinity War because they just started Infinity War. And because Benedict Cumberbatch's um, schedule is so busy, they started early shooting and they're using a stand-in for him until his schedule opens up so then they can bring him in and film his stuff. Well, that's Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and also, just if you needed to be reminded, Spider-Man Homecoming um, will be in theaters July 7th. I'm looking forward to um, that. I'm way, there's so many movies coming out this year. Yeah. But um, I, I put this up here. I know it's kind of just a, one of those filler articles. Like, he's just saying what he thinks. But I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really stoked for two reasons for, for um, Homecoming. One, I've already seen uh, Holland. And I think he's doing a spectacular job. We've all oh, seen yeah. him in uh, in um, Civil War, and the, just the way he is in the trailer, you know. I, yeah, I, like I think it's just gonna. Be I think he's really cool. He's the real embodiment of Spider-Man to me. When you first start reading a Spider-Man book, not when you're fucking six years into it, <laughs> right? Like, like you first open the page of that issue one, like that's the Spider-Man that we're gonna see, and then also. Um, I've always liked Vulture. I think he. I think I agree with Michael Keaton. I think he is a very um, complex villain. He's kind of like a, um, a DC version, I would think. Not because the stories are similar, but just level of complexity would be like uh, Mister Freeze. Oh yeah. Um, on the Batman Roundup, because yeah, he's a pretty evil dude, but it's all for something that you could understand, you know. And um, I like Vulture, and I, I think Michael Keaton's going to blow it blow it out of the water like oh, he always does. Yeah, Michael Keaton is such an underrated actor. I love I love all the stuff he does. I can't wait to check out that founder one he's doing with um, McDonald's. Uh, I saw the um, photo you put of that. I didn't even know he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, Is that just the story of McDonald's or something? Basic or the story, um, the, the the story of the founder, of the man who started Rock, it. Yeah, Ray Kroc. So uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah. It, it came out last month in like a couple of cities, but it's getting wider release this weekend. Because Michael Keaton's in it. Of course. Motherfucker, shit. 
Um, He's great, man. I still want to see that Birdman. I know you said it was fucking weird, but I want to see it. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's weird, but it's he's really fucking good at it, and so is everybody else in it. But he he really kind of takes the cake. People people still ask me like they'll be like, oh, who do you think was the best Batman? All these motherfuckers are always saying uh, Christian Bale yeah, because he's the and newest like, one. And I go, did you mean to say Michael Keaton? Like, did you <laughs> did you have a stroke? Like, first of all, Christian Bale. I'm gonna be honest, okay? I wasn't impressed. the The Batman, the Nolan Batman movies, I loved them. I think they were great, visually great. The stories were great. Everything was great. Christian Bale's Batman, I didn't dig it. Now, part of that, the biggest part of that was not Christian Bale's fault. It's the voice. And you can say, oh, you're just nitpicking. Like, no, I'm not nitpicking. That voice got worse every movie, and it was ridiculous. Hmm. Why does Batman have to sound like he smokes 15 packs of cigarettes a day? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yo, uh, yo, 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 Batman, I mean, I'm just looking at your health. But I think you need to cut down to 20 packs a day. But they did that in uh, post-production. I found that out recently. That wasn't Christian Bale putting a voice on. He just deepened his voice when he spoke. Mm-hmm. But they tweaked it to make him sound really gruff. And I'm it's like, why? Why, does, why does he have to sound like an asshole? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's fucking Batman. You should have got um, – you should have put Christian Bale in there for the looks. We got the dude who did the animated series to voice over that shit. Then you got that real Batman. It's funny because I just saw, um, I know I was late, but I just saw the um, Doctor Who Christmas special, which um, kind of... It Shit, was, I forgot to see that. It's it, <laughs> it, they're, um, it's basically like their own uh, um, their own comic book hero kind of thing. It was like the superhero one, right? Yeah, and you know, it tell, <laughs> how, how it's created, but the guy that plays the superhero kind of does a little bit, you know, it's the whole Clark Kent kind of thing. But he, there's a couple little moments. He's like where, the Superman archetype, basically. Kind of, but with the Batman look to him, and um, it's it's okay. it's, it's hilarious <laughs> because like he does a couple of little moments where it's an homage to like Superman, and uh, there's a little bit of an homage to um to uh, uh, a moment in the Keaton Batman. Um, I don't know if you guys remember in that Batman where he's talking to Vicky Vale and he's trying to tell her who he is. And, you know, he mouths the words, you know, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Like he's trying to find a way to say it, he's, to tell her. Right. Um, and there's a scene like that that happens in that where he takes, he's wearing this mask. So it's not kind of Superman, but it's mask like kind of Batman. But he takes the mask off to reveal himself to, to this girl. And she keeps turning, but she's turning in the other direction, like, you know, away from him. And he's there without his mask and he's looking at her like, just, I just need you to look at me. Like, he, it's kind of like that whole little, like, you know, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you. Um, but it, it's a really cool little, cool start. And how he becomes a superhero is actually pretty funny. And it's the doctor's it fault, called- by the way. Why is it called the the return of? Was he in a previous episode? No, or? no, because what happens is is that um, he, as a kid, he bumps into the doctor at night, and as he, you know, and the doctor, of course, has a mishap where he needs to, you know, get into the kid's room because he's hanging off the edge of a building. So when he goes in there, the kid goes out of the room and he comes back and Doctor Who is reading the the doctor's reading a, a soup he's got all these Marvel characters on his wall but he's reading a Superman comic you damn right he is and he looks and he goes he goes hey I figured it out he's like what and he goes 
huh, see? And he's pointing at a picture of Clark Kent and Superman. Goes back and forth and he goes, Superman is Clark Kent. And he's like, are you serious? And then he's like, yeah, I put glasses on him. See, it's the same. And then he goes, everybody knows that. And he's like, oh, well, Lois Lane doesn't. And she's a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and listen, then, we can get into it. But. <laughs> yeah, but when he goes up, you know, they he shows the kid, you know, what's going on, and he's like, he goes, "What's your name?" He goes, "The doctor," and he goes, "The doctor, what? Doctor what?" And he goes, "Just the doctor, the original doctor." And he goes, "There's a lot of doctors." And he goes, "But I'm the original one. Anybody that calls himself that is after me." And then he <laughs> goes, and then he looks, he goes, "Well, what if I called you?" Dr. Mysterio. That would be your comic book name. And he's like, hmm, I like that. Yeah, okay. So, it's, um, so he, so he, so the return of is actually the doctor. doctor, Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a pretty cute movie and it's, it's really, uh, I mean, uh, it was, it was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it was, I'm gonna have to check it it out. It was cool. I liked it. Um, but, I, I'm so behind on Doctor Who. It's, yeah, I know. I still haven't, I still haven't finished the last season. I'm so behind on it. I think I haven't even seen the the latest season that's on Netflix. Yeah, and that's bad when you when you're that behind. That <laughs> right, like has it? You're like, oh, okay. the new season starts up soon in like May or something like, or April or March or something like that. So I got to get caught up. All right, so moving on. As uh, previously rumored, Windows 10 will soon incorporate a new game mode feature that improves system performance while playing PC games. This was confirmed by Microsoft through the exact nature of how, though the exact nature of how it works remains to be in, to be seen. "Quote: Our future is our vision. Sorry, is for game mode to optimize your Windows 10 PC for increased performance in gaming." Head of Xbox platform engineering Mike Ybarra said in a post on Xbox Wire. Quote, this is a big update for Windows. We're looking forward to insiders getting their hands on this new feature for further testing, and we'll have to we'll have much more to share on it uh, on what it is and how it works soon. So stay tuned. Yabara added on Twitter that game mode supports both Windows 32 and Universal Windows platform games, which is a key factor. When the feature showed up in a leaked day update in December, there was speculation that it would be limited to uwp games on the windows store something that would have dramatically reduced its appeal much like uh edge a windows insider members who test forthcoming updates will start to see visual elements of game mode show up this week it won't actually become usable for those users until sometime quote shortly thereafter end quote uh Ybarra said more will be shared on how the feature works quote unquote soon the creator's update for Windows 10, of which this feature is part of, launches sometime this spring. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been interested about that gaming mode. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's Microsoft, though, so you got you to gotta know there's going to be some heavy bugs in it. Well, they've done... So, Microsoft has this thing... Windows 10 has this thing now that it's like an overlay when you're playing a game, and it will you can record... It's basically an Xbox feature that they've put into Windows 10, mm-hmm. and it works really well. Like it doesn't; it's so integrated with Windows that it doesn't really, it doesn't really cost much on the um, resources. Right. Like I've done it a few times, and it's. I also have an i7, but still, it works. <laughs> it works really well. And the i7 is specifically designed to do exactly what I'm doing. Um, but. Well, I'm just wondering what 
Microsoft will break in the attempt to integrate this. Because, <laughs> you know, they always know. tend to do that, too. I've been crossing my fingers because I've been lucky. Like, every update's gone perfectly for me, which is weird because <laughs> I have a custom-built computer. Right. It, it, it makes no sense that I'm the one not having issues. And you got Steve over here who's got a, a pre-built. He's <laughs> got fucking issues all the time. Yeah. You know? So what do you have, an HP, though? No, it's uh, Asus. Oh, should have got a Dell, bro. <laughs> Dell. Um, by the way, I just found this out because I went to uh, Netflix real quick to see what season they had. Netflix no longer. Oh, no, uh, it's Amazon. It's Amazon. It is Amazon Prime is the exclusive, mm -hmm. which I have. So whatever. Right. But um, if you're a if you're a Whovian and you need to you want to binge watch, you better get that Amazon Prime. And also, if you dig, I found this out recently, too. Not everybody wants Amazon Prime for the shipping and all the extra shit. They just want the video. They do have an eight ninety nine a month just for the video, but you got to do a little bit of digging. Yeah. On the on the um, subscription page, and you can find it. They have a couple different options. Um, they actually have more options than everyone else. They just hide them because oh, yeah. they want you. They want you to get everything. Well, it's like Netflix. Um, right. So it's um, they have season nine. I don't even remember if I saw season eight. I think I saw season eight, but I haven't seen nine. No, I eight and nine. I don't have. Hmm. And they have the Christmas specials. Hold on, I'm gonna click real quick. They have every modern one, but they don't have the latest one, which makes sense because it just happened. Right. So the last one they have is the widow and the wardrobe. Okay. Anyway, I'm just. I was just checking. Quick, uh, um, quick thing. Quick, uh, thing for all of you, um, cowboy fans out there. What does a cowboy fan do after his team wins a Super Bowl? Turn off his Xbox and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say nobody knows. <laughs> How many Super Bowls have they even won? Um, they've won a few, but not, you know, in human times. <laughs> it's in dog years. How many? How many have they won? Oh, it's that dog's dead. NFL championships, 1990, 1972, 1978, 1993, 1994, and 1996. But for all the bandwagon fans, can we calm down just a little bit? Mm -hmm. 1996? Let me hold on real quick. Just because I'm from Boston, so I'm supposed to like this team. Patriots Super Bowls? What's the last one? Oh, 2015? Oh, okay. They don't have as many, though. It's all, it's all in the 21st century. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> What's your team again? The 49ers? Oh, God, don't even. We got to do it, dude. Last... 1995. Oh, but they've been in the but Super you have... Bowl. We've... Yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't say how many they've been in, which is you know whatever, and I'm not going to look that up because I don't care. Mm. But, but basically, what I'm trying to say is the 49ers and the Patriots are better than the Cowboys. <laughs> you send all hate mail to <laughs> <laughs> to don't give a fuck at don't give a fuck dot com. You know somebody's going to try. Worried about nothing at <laughs> fuckyou.com. Yeah, to keeping it G at don't give a fuck dot com. 
Oh, that's a domain that somebody needs to own, you know? <laughs> Don't give a fuck at cowboysuck.com. <laughs> the only reason I even hate the Cowboys at, is because... At cowboysuckthisdick.com. And, and it has to be spelled this dick. <laughs> yeah, right. All caps. Right. No, the only reason I kind of hate the Cowboys is because of the fans. Oh, yeah. I don't even know anything about the team. It's just the fans are fucking annoying. And Tony like, Homo. I mean, Romo. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ, I get it. You like the Cowboys. Go fucking blow their quarterback, for Christ's sake. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to bigger and better things. GameStop has sold all of its allotted Nintendo Switch pre-orders. This is not a surprise. GameStop said it sees this as a sign that the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch is resonating with gamers. Senior Vice President of Merchandising Bob Puzon um, said the company is working with Nintendo to get additional units. And we'll let our customers know when they become available. Puzan encouraged, uh, encouraged interested customers to sign up for notifications <laughs> on, on their website. So you can go to the game. If you want to pre-order from GameStop, you can pre-order from GameStop, Best Buy, Walmart, all the Target, all the major retailers in the United States. I don't, I don't know what's going on elsewhere. Because um, we're in America and we don't care. <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just I don't know and I, I kind of don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't know what the fuck you want from me. Hashtag America. <laughs> right. Um, while GameStop has gone through its allotment, it's still possible to pre-order a Nintendo Switch if you haven't yet got one. We put together a Nintendo Switch pre-order guide. Oh, this is on IGN. So IGN has um, if you in the show notes, if you click on, you put the the article links up, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is how little I know about the background <laughs> of my own podcast. Um, if you click on it, there'll be a link in their article uh, for a full list of where you can pre-order that console. I think it is only... Is it only... Oh, they got all these different colors. You can pre-order from Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, Target. Um, the games, you can, pre- you can even pre-order the games... I like the boxes. The the oh fuck it, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I, I want to talk about it as a fucking switch. Um, we put together da, 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 da. the Nintendo Switch presentation on January twelfth introduced us to Super Mario. Nah, this is all other shit we can talk about later. Um, so yeah, that's not surprising. But here's the question though: How many were allotted? Exactly. Is is this because everyone's psyched about the? It's easy to believe that people are psyched for the Switch. The Switch is something interesting. I'm seeing. The same level of interest with the Switch as I saw with the Wii before it came out. Not the same level that the Wii U had, but the same level that the Wii had. Right. Um, so it is believable that people are just scooping these things up. However, Nintendo does have a track record to limit its um, its shipping. Well, I mean, which, come on. Let's let's remember the, the NES Mini. Right. Oh, we didn't know it was going to be that popular. Fuck you, you did. <laughs> We didn't know. Like, come on. Yeah. So I don't know if there, because this is a, um, was the Wii U a simultaneous release? Did it release on the same date everywhere? I think so. Because the Switch does that. Mm-hmm. It is doing. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't, if Nintendo is intelligent, they won't do the same thing they did with the Wii U. Because yeah. I feel that that was, that was part of why people didn't get it. Because the buzz wasn't all that hot for the Wii U. And then it was so fucking always sold out that by the time they came in, nobody fucking cared anymore. Yeah. 
Because they everybody, were off to every, playing something else. Everybody moved on to the Xbox One or the PlayStation Yeah, they forward. were like, whatever. Like, nobody gave a shit. So let's not do the same thing, Nintendo. That's all I'm saying. All right. No. And I know Adam's really chomping at the bit to talk about the Switch, so <laughs> why don't we uh, why don't we jump into that? Yeah. That beat's kind of hot. Maybe I know, right? It's like. <laughs> By the way, this is um, no one knows this, but this is the second podcast only out of six years <laughs> that I can hear the the transition song because we, we got Steve over there stepping his game up. We got a little switchboard and shit, and now I can hear that. I used to just have to wait until they started talking again. <laughs> <laughs> now we know exactly when that when that shit kicks in. And and I used the same thing when we did the music tracks and, and everything for like George Michael and, and the Mariah Carey stuff all last week. So we got iPads involved now. We're doing it big over here. It's, it's well, I, I was trying to do it through my phone, but the problem is, is the connection was really shitty through my phone. So once I connected it through my iPad, it just seemed to work beautifully. So I was like, okay, cool. We're done. We got it. Found one good thing in Apple product. <laughs> just one. Just one, right? So far. I'll say so far. It's, yeah. You know, it's the beginning of the year. And it has a headphone jack. What? Yeah, yeah. that's the funny thing is if you had a new Apple product, yeah. it wouldn't work. Right. You'd have to go buy a dongle. dongle. Yeah. Do you know that Apple, out of every company on the planet, makes the most amount of dongles? Oh, yeah. That's out of companies that specifically make dongles. <laughs> they make more. That's, you know why, why? that's why in futuristic mu- movies, you don't see the Apple logo anywhere. No, because in futuristic movies, everyone wears really tight clothes, so they don't have the pockets for the 15 <laughs> dongles that they'll have to carry. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. Uh, all right, so this uh, Thursday, Friday, whatever time zone you live in, uh, Nintendo finally revealed details, release dates, launch titles of their upcoming Nintendo Switch which was formerly known as the NX, which I actually kind of dug that title better. Nintendo the Switch NX. makes more sense. Right, but... But the NX was kind of... Because it had that mystery to it. Yeah. NX, it had that, It had that Star Trek feel, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Enterprise, the NX, you know? I still like... I like this new name, though. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. The Switch. The Switch. It kind of sounds like you're saying the snitch, though. <laughs> and like, you I'm know what go, happens with snitches. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with, you know, with my snitch. Oh, you hanging with snitches now? Yeah, oh, shit. Oh, no, shit. man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Nintendo, this, um, we have links to the articles that we're talking about here, which have the info that we're going to discuss. Um, so really quickly, Nintendo, de- this one's from Polygon. Uh, Nintendo detailed the hardware of the Nintendo Switch, confirming long-held rumors such as the Switch touchscreen um, touch display uh, during a uh, press event in Tokyo. The I remember sw- we were back and forth on that touchscreen yeah. uh, for a minute. Because I was like, well, it wouldn't need a touchscreen because when you're... I still don't understand it because when it's docked, you can't use the touchscreen. Right. So it seems like it's just touchscreen just because. Yeah, just because and because when in handheld motor, I'm assuming. Um, the Switch's main unit contains a 6.2-inch uh, capacitive multi-touch display with the resolution of 1280 by 720 pixels. That's the same size as the 
Wii U gamepad screen, although the, the gamepad's display had a resolution of 854 by 480. People uh, are tripping about this only being 720. Yeah, well, it's Nintendo. Um, yeah. When the, t- and when the system is being used in handheld or tabletop mode, i.e. outside the dock, games will run up to 720, the lowest resolution that qualifies as high definition. When the, dock, when the unit is in its dock, the switch ramps up its power and can render games up to 1080p. The dock output um, outputs that image to an external screen such as a TV over HDMI. On the audio side, the switch will output 5.1 surround sound over HDMI via the dock. The unit features a headphone jack for stereo sound on the go. It requires less processing power to generate the 720p image than the 1080p image. So the compromise makes sense in the portable use case. Uh, it's a vital. It's vital to eke as much battery life out of the Switch as possible. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will reportedly run at 1080p in table in tablet mode and 900p when docked, for example. The, no, you said 1080. It's 720. Oh, 720. 720. Uh, and it'll in tablet mode and 900p when docked, for example. The front of the Switch unit features an ambient light sensor, so the display will adjust screen brightness like the smartphone or tablet does, which sometimes annoys me. Um, because it, it, it annoys me if it doesn't work right. Right. If it hits the wrong kind of light or, or something like that, then it's like ultra bright. Yeah. Um, Nintendo said the battery life will vary on game by game basis, ranging from two and a half hours to six and a half hours. The battery will last approximately three hours while playing Breath of the Wild, according to Nintendo. The company has not provided information on battery life for the Joy-Con controllers, although the grip accessories will charge Joy-Cons pads when they are plugged into a USB port, and the Switch will charge Joy-Cons as well. Nintendo will also sell the separate Joy-Con charging grip that appears to have a battery and will passively charge the Joy-Con unit. Like the deluxe model of the Wii U, the Switch contains 32 gig gigs of internal storage and will be possible to expand the storage with a micro SDHC or a micro SDXC. There's a slot behind the kickstand in the back of the Switch unit. The device charge, um, charges via a USB-C port at the bottom. Uh, it is currently unclear uh, uh, if the port can be used for other purposes. The Switch dock features three USB ports, two USB 2.0 ports on the left side, which can be used to charge accessories like the Joy-Con controllers, and one USB 3.0 on the back cover where the HDMI out and the power ports also live. Some accessories will function over USB like Ethernet adapters for wired internet, although, um, although that would plug into the dock and not the Switch itself. Wireless internet will work over the 802.11 AC standard, and the switch will support up to eight systems over a local Wi-Fi connection. The Nintendo Switch will be released worldwide on March 3rd for $299, and will also uh, will be sold in two configurations, one with gray Joy-Con controllers and other, and other with a neon red and blue Joy-Con devices. So, two things I want to say right off the bat. One, one is I, I had a bit of an argument with somebody uh, at work, and I know this is a general consensus and a concern of a lot of people, 
um, where the switch only goes up to 720, so that's kind of bullshit. Um, one detail that was that Steve read, but a lot of people are missing, it's 720 in mobile mode mm-hmm. and can go up to 1080 uh, in, um, Doc in mode. docked mode. Now, I think that's a good trade-off personally because you're working with a screen that's that's so small. And I'm not saying small like uncomfortably small, but it's only 6.2 inches. You don't need 1080 on that. Right. You know, 720 is going to look just as good as 1080. The smaller the screen, the crisper the image. Yeah. We all know back in the day in tube TV days, sometimes you wanted that 13-inch because shit just looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a good compromise because we got to worry about battery power. Um, so I don't see an issue with that. And also, I've also heard people uh, complaining a little bit about um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild only going to 900p. There's a lot of games you're playing on the Xbox as and the PlayStation that are only up at 900p too. Yeah. So that's not uncommon. Um, another thing too, is, and I know battery life they've been they've been kind of bitching about. Uh, people are saying like I think it was like what did they say on the Nintendo press conference six and a half hours, but that's like standby time. Yeah. So this thing isn't going to last all fucking day. However, well, like it said being, here, I mean, um, playing. Uh, Call of the Wild is going to be three hours. Right. And three hours is still a significant time to be mobile because it, you have to remember, this is a hybrid device, okay? It's not your 3DS. It's not designed for you to solely use it as a mobile device. It's designed for if you're playing a game and then you can be like, oh, I got to go to the homie's house, pop, pop, and you can take it. Or if someone wants to watch TV, you can pop, pop, you can take it out. And, and you, you have play to be, it on the couch and you have to be sure that you're saying pop pop when you're doing by pop, other things. You know, I'd like to add little sound effects, you know, just to keep it moving. But, um, <laughs> Another thing, too, regarding the, the battery life, we're talking about a USB-C port. Every device that has a USB-C port charges bullshit fast. Yeah. Like, it, it's like 20 minutes and that thing's charged up. That's speculation for me, but I think it's valid speculation because that's the whole point of the USB-C is it charges fast. It will be interesting to see if they use that port for other things, though, because USB-C is a very capable connection. You can do all kinds of shit with that connection. You can daisy chain things onto it and all types of weird shit. Um, but I highly doubt Nintendo will do all that. But it would be cool if they did. Yeah. Um, in regards to the resolution, I've always okay. been I've always been um, telling people like, you know, uh, people that are like, well, I got a small TV, but it's only 720. It's like, yeah, you have a 22 inch. A 720 is perfectly fine. You know, when you're dealing with a small screen and a 1080, you don't need that to, to render 1080. It's just, it is ridiculously bullshit and it has to use battery life in order to, to render that. So you want that, but you want crazy battery life. You got to give something. And to be honest, if you're running, you know, if you know, you're, t- you go to your TV, you want a big screen. If you're running a big screen too, you want that 1080 on that, on that big screen. Oh, definitely. You don't need that. You don't want that 720 because that's going to look like shit. Well, a perfect example that I have is I have five televisions in my house. Um, and downstairs I have I have a 55-inch uh, 1080p um, Panasonic. You know, we keep it on a budget, but falling <laughs> on a budget, you know. But it looks it looks great. We have three of my televisions are upstairs all in the kids' rooms. And they're all the same exact TV. And they're a 32-inch and they go up to 720. I You can't tell a difference between that one and the one downstairs when playing the same exact game. Now, if you can tell a difference, you need to calm the fuck down, <laughs> basically. But that's, and like I said, the smaller size, the crisper the image. Right. When you start getting into the, like, that's why now that 4K has come out, we're seeing these giant fucking TVs because it's not going to look like shit. Because if you put 1080 on a 90-inch television, it might not look as crisp as that 50-inch did. Right. You know, so it is what it is. But 
But, Anything else on this section that you're um, gonna say? No, I think pretty much, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty standard. And to be honest, I mean, most of the specs sound about right. You know what they what? In, in essence, here's here's the thing. This is what you need, not what you want, because everybody wants everybody wants a PlayStation Four in a handheld device. Not gonna happen. Um, it's, battery would last about 20 minutes if that it would just it yeah. would it would turn on and then turn off because the battery was low already um so you know and they have they have devices you can go online if you absolutely need that they have devices that you can put your ps4 or xbox one into the device and it has a flip-up screen yeah. and you just have to plug it in right. which are dope if you absolutely <laughs> need that when you absolutely I mean, positively have to have that but this is this is an amazing guy. I think, I think it follows Nintendo's trend of trying to innovate and do things differently, mm-hmm. but it really hit the nail on the head. I, I think this is going to be, it, this is going to be a great device personally, but we, we don't have to do the final quotes yet. You can keep it moving. All right. So do you want me to read the next one? Sure. If you want to. Okay. Um, I don't think it's even, it's not even that long. Uh, no, actually, actually it goes down below the, um, below the, oh yeah, I'll it. read the dumps plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, during the Nintendo switch reveal event, uh, Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima, Kimishima, uh, announced that the switch will include a paid online service, breaking with Nintendo's history of including online play for free. Kimishima also said that this paid service will be an improvement from the company's previous offerings. Quote, with Nintendo Switch, you will, of course, be able to enjoy online multiplayer gaming, Kimishima said. Uh, and when you s- use a smart device application that will connect to Nintendo Switch, you'll be able to invite friends to play online, set play appointments, and chat with friends while enjoying online matches and compatible games, all from your smart device. Users will be able to try out Nintendo Switch online service for free during a trial period after launch. Very smart for them to do that. Uh, then it will become a paid service beginning in fall of 2017 we will provide additional details on this paid service and its features on our homepage at a later date um <coughs> that later date has already come so you can see the details on their website um it was actually almost right after the uh presentation they threw those up there so um available in march um you'll be able to play this is directly from the site uh, available in March, you'll be able to play compatible co-op and co-op comp, comp, I'm sorry, competitive games online by signing in with your <laughs> Nintendo account. Online play will be free for Nintendo account holders until our paid online service launches in fall 2017. Um, then there's some fine print that basically just reiterates that. Um, after the free trial period, most games will require a... I'm interested with most games will require a paid online service subscription. It might just be trying to save face just in case there's a few games that are free. Right. Um, but it's probably just going to be all of them uh, from Nintendo in order to play online. The service is only for Nintendo Switch. It does not affect Wii U or <laughs> Nintendo 3DS systems or online play. That was really nice of them, too. They, they could have easily said everything's charged now, <laughs> but right. it's just for the new one. Um, planned for fall 2017, online lobby and voice chat. Our new dedicated smart device app will connect to Nintendo Switch and let you invite friends to play online, set play appointments, and chat with friends during online matches in competitive games, all from your smart device. A free, limited version of this app will be available for download in summer 2017. Also, monthly game downloads, subscribers will get 
to download and play a Nintendo Entertainment System NES or Super Nintendo Entertainment System game with newly added online play. What? For free (laughs) for a month. So basically, they're kind of doing what Microsoft and, and Sony are doing. But they're, they're doing it with all their old catalogs. Do you know how fucking smart that is? They don't have to pay a dime for that shit. And it's like an endless supply of games everybody doesn't mind playing. They, that's crazy. Um, exclusive deals. Special offers for subscribers may include discounts on select digital games and content. The paid features include online lobby, voice chat, a monthly game download, and exclusive deals. This, of course, is similar to Microsoft's longstanding paid Xbox Live strategy. Sony launched PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation 3, but it has not required, but it was not required for online play until the PlayStation 4. Both services cost $60 a year, and both offer voice chat, free games, and exclusive deals. So we can definitely assume it's going to be around $60 a year. Um, It would be stupid for Nintendo to go higher than their competition. Right. So I'm just going to read all these fucking infographs. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, make the most of your Nintendo Switch. The paid service lets you take your gaming up a notch with online multiplayer and exclusive benefits. Standard online features such as system and game updates will be free for all Nintendo Switch users. To access any of your system's online services, you'll need a Nintendo account. Create one today so you'll be ready when Nintendo Switch launches. I might do that tonight. Um, all right, so here's a breakdown of what subscribers get and what non-subscribers get. This is important shit. Online gaming. Um, subscribers definitely get that. Non-subscribers will get that until the fall of 2017. Um, online lobby and voice chat, only subscribers. Monthly game downloads, only subscribers. Exclusive deals, only subscribers. Access to the eShop, both, of course. Register and manage friends, both. Share screenshots to social media, both. And access to Nintendo Switch parental controls app, both. Um, users who don't opt into the paid tier will still have access to the eShop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you have fucking reiterate the damn polygon? Um, only from the start. It's been 667 days since Nintendo revealed plans to succeed the flagging Wii U with a that is such a diplomatic way to say the shit storm that is the Wii U. <laughs> um, with the new console, the Nintendo Switch, then codenamed NX. That that initial reveal statement promised a new membership service thanks to partnership with Japanese mobile gaming giant DENA. Um, Nintendo, together with DENA, will jointly develop a new membership service which encompasses the existing Nintendo 3DS and Wii U systems, the new hardware system with a brand new concept, NX. This was a statement from a while ago. And smart devices and PCs. And Nintendo will be the primary party to operate this new membership service. Uh, it's notable that the very first acknowledgement of the Switch was also an acknowledgement of the importance of consistent online identity for Nintendo's products and an acknowledgement that Nintendo itself could not do this by itself. Um, yes, it's definitely a smart, looks like they're moving in the right direction with that. Because their previous online stuff was really fucking primitive compared to the other two consoles. That service, the successor to the Nintendo Network ID, thank you, that's gone, ended up being called simply Nintendo Account, and it was launched in North America in February of last year. In advance of the release of Mitomo and the new My Nintendo's Reward program, 
While both the 3DS and Wii U have been updated to support the new Nintendo account system, the Switch is the first new piece of hardware built with Nintendo account in mind. And that is the end of that article. Um, my question from this is, they keep talking about mobile devices. Will you be able to do these things on the console without a mobile device? Because it kind of sounds like you won't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of figuring it's probably going to do a little bit like like PlayStation and Xbox kind of do, where you can use a mobile device, except it seems like it kind of needs to be attached to a mobile device. Because that wor- if it is that way, that kind of worries me. Because you have a lot of young people playing the game. If they can't schedule playtimes with their friends because they don't have a fucking phone... Mm-hmm. that's going to be weird. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm sure there, there's probably some kind of, there's got, we all know there's going to be a UI or some kind of operating system in the device, right. but I hope it's not so limited if you don't have a phone or a tablet or a computer or something. Right. You, know, you want to have something that, it's cool to have additional features, but you want to have a device that can kind of stand on its own too. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because I, I don't know. It's just the wording to me kind of sounds that way. And, you know, always the wording with stuff like this always comes out a little Especially bit. Especially when it comes from Japan, too. Yeah, it's always it's always vague, you know. Right. And, and whenever you're dealing with a console announcement, things are still vague. Cause they the Japanese like to tell you exactly what they want to tell you. Right. <laughs> that's it. They, right. Don't, they don't lead to anything else. <laughs> uh, I can read the next one if you want. I'm kind of hyper. I have a cup of coffee. Okay. <laughs> Just to give you a break. You read too much. <laughs> Take a break. Um, so now we're talking. <laughs> so now we're talking about launch titles uh, and titles going more into the future of 2017. Uh-huh. Um, also, I do want to mention um, before we even get into this, and I, I fully expected this to happen. People, there's new articles now. If you if you go into the new site of your choice, more ga- publishers are talking about games coming for the Switch. I know they just announced the Sonic game. Um, which is on this list, but there's more people talking about shit. Yeah, and the thing with the Sonic game is it's also out for like Xbox and PlayStation. Although, yeah, although I although I, I watched the trailer for it, I kind of kind of want to get that one. You kind of want to get it? Yeah, I would love if Sonic would make a comeback because they really ruined that fucking character oh, yeah. when they went um, multi-platform. Just fucking Nintendo should just buy them, make them make them Mario's friend or something. <laughs> Um, the Nintendo Switch is coming very soon, and there's a lot of games on the horizon. Here's a list of all the games that have been announced for this year and when they are coming. So on March 3rd, March 3rd is the... Did you say something? I was just going to say, yeah, keep in mind that this isn't a set list. Things change all the time. So if there's right. if there's something that was just announced and, and all that stuff, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I, would expect, I would expect a few of these to be delayed. Yes. And I would also expect many more to be added throughout the year. Yes. Because not everyone's going to show up and say, oh, hey, I'm doing this. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yes. But this is what we know about. Yes. March 3rd, which is the official release of the console. Um, so these are the these are the official launch titles. Skylanders Imaginators, Imaginators um, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, Super Bomberman R, 1-2 Switch, and Just Dance 2017. Um, what bothers me about this? That is a small list. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is is I and the only thing, it's like okay, so Legend of Zelda. What else do I get to play? Right. <laughs> you know, 
Um, okay, so the rest of March, um, we'll see. I am set soon. Um, Sniper Clips has been Heroes and Fast Arms X, which I haven't heard of any of those. Um, April 28th sees one game, but it's one game that really should have been a launch title. Yes. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is just Mario Kart 8. is a revamped Mario Kart 8 from the same game from the Wii U. Uh, however, it's with all the DLCs included, um, as well as some additional things as well. It looks so fucking dope. Uh, it's so fucking sexy. Uh, I mean, first of all, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mar- Mario Kart 8 is the shit. Yeah, I don't want to um, hear people complaining about it's just No, fuck you. It's Mario Kart. You're going to get that. Because and, really, at this what's point... A, what's a Nintendo console without a Mario Kart? Exactly. At this point, we don't need a Mario Kart 9. Mario right. Kart 8 is going strong. And also, one thing they're they're putting back <laughs> into Mario Kart 8 that a lot of people are upset that it wasn't there um, is the battle modes. And they're, they're going to have all the original battle modes, the, the different game modes for it, and some additional ones as well. So I'm fucking stoked about that. I mean, but damn, that should have been a March 3rd but release. The, but the thing is, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, is with the Mario Kart... You know, people are bitching about the Mario Kart. Those are the ones that actually went out and bought the Wii U when the Mario Kart 8 came out. There's a lot of people that didn't. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, they bought it when Mario Kart came out. Exactly. Like, I mean, you have I mean, you have the Splatoon characters, you have Link in there, you have I that mean, King Ghost Yeah, King Ghost. Crown on tilt. <laughs> and then you got that cheese and the cheese. This fucker. <laughs> Shout out to Dashy Games. <laughs> um so spring of 2017. So at least for me, for at least for me, I won't be getting a a a, a, a switch until at least April 28th. <laughs> That's pro- I'm probably I'm thinking that right now that I might wait because you know there's going to be a bundle. Yeah, when it comes out, and it's closer um, to my birthday, so that'll be a good little birthday. You know, get nice. that and Link. I mean, come on. And also too, like I love when Nintendo does bundles because they never cost more. Yeah. They always make a bundle with a game, and it's like you get the game for free. Yeah. So, but they might not do it though because it's so early on. But whatever. Um, spring of 2017, Sonic Mania, Lego City un- Undercover, uh, Arms, Puo 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 It's a Tetris game. Um, <laughs> Desagia Five. I probably didn't pronounce it right. Complete and uh, Rhyme R I M E. Um, I don't want to say rim because that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> summer of 2017 is Splatoon 2, which I'm actually surprised they're coming out with a sequel so fast. Mm. But Splatoon has seen a lot of heavy play in the competitive scene. Yeah. So they might just be trying to, you know, get it out there. Um, fall of 2017, we'll see Skyrim, which I'm I love sorry. Skyrim, but, you know, it, we've all played it. Um Holiday of 2017 is Super Mario Odyssey. That looks- it sucks. It sucks that this game isn't a launch. Right. But I mean, it looks like such a big game that I kind of get it. I mean, because this this is a, a complete sandbox game. Yeah, this is one of those. This is one of those that I, I look. I looked at that, and, and at first I was like pissed because I'm like, "Fuck, really? You're not making it a launch title?" But again, it's not doing the Wii U thing where we had to wait a year. Before you actually right. got a Mario, uh, a, a rehash, a rehash of a Mario game, and also it kind of makes sense too because it's the holiday. You're gonna have you're gonna have the hardcore Nintendo fans. They're gonna buy it in March, but the majority of people, like the fly by night people, the parents, they're gonna buy it in the holiday. 
Yeah, that's what. So that's, by the time the holidays thing, come, yeah. right? By the time the holidays come, everything on this list is a launch title. Right. So it's whatever. And and, and that's why I figured I go yeah because you would have to launch something huge around the holidays, and a Mario game which looks fucking actually pretty fucking dope. Do that move that cool. do that mo that move where he throws his hat and he uses he jumps and pops off his hat. I was like, okay, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Strange thing, isn't this game announced for the Wii U too? I thought it was, but I don't know. Surprising because they all but killed that fucking console. Right. Um now these these next few games are announced for 2017, but no specific month or a date associated with them. So Project Sonic 2017, so some other Sonic game. Uh, Steep, FIFA, of course, and they were EA was very proud um, <laughs> during the press conference. Uh, but FIFA's a, a, a big poll. Um, and it might have hit was, a bigger poll here in the States, but, but the it's thing huge. Was, the thing was, is didn't they not do FIFA for the Wii U? No, they didn't. Yeah. So this is a big deal, because EA's coming back to Nintendo. Even though Basically. even though EA said that they were a proud um, launch partner with uh, the Wii, Nintendo for the Wii U, and we saw how that went. Yeah, until out. the Wii U started to tank, and then they pulled out real fucking fast. Mm -hmm. um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which is definitely a a, a pull um, for some people. Ultra Street Fighter Two, the Final Challengers, Minecraft, of course, course. you got to get Minecraft in there. Um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two, and NBA Two K Eighteen, which is one that surprises me. Uh, for this early on, no Madden though, and that that I was surprised to see. Well, that could change. We that still have change. we still have E three later this year, so right because Madden is definitely, at least for the United States, a huge pull. Yeah, um, for gamers, I'm not seeing any first person shooters. I'm not counting Splatoon, um, <laughs> which is not upsetting for me, but I would feel that that's a bad business move for Nintendo. To not get at least one first-person shooter on here and stop with the fucking we have to make everything for kids shit. Yeah, I mean they 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 I mean they really they got didn't Skyrim do... on here. That's that's a that's mature rated, isn't it? Uh maybe I don't remember because you know it was for the PlayStation Three. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was for the PC. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let me read this last one. All right, uh, go ahead. All right, so, um. One of the most surprising and pleasant aspects of the Nintendo Switch event tonight was the number of ways players can use the system. You can use it as a console, as a portable, in split screen, and the system connected wirelessly. And there are games that use four Joy-Con controllers if you want to play against a friend. They, we've talked in the past about how useful it could be for to buy a secondary or in tertiary uh, docks. So you can bring your console to different rooms and drop it right in to use another display. And of course, the docks can't be expensive by themselves, right? It's $90. Includes a dock switch. Uh, let me try that again. Includes a Nintendo Switch dock, Nintendo Switch AC adapter, and an HDMI cable. Note that one of each of these items are included with each Nintendo Switch system. Nintendo's official language states... If you like to use your Nintendo Switch with multiple TVs in it in the house, this set provides everything you need to dock your system to the TV uh, to and play in TV mode. I'm going to repeat this. It's $90. What the living hell, according to this writer. 
Um, I checked Twitter to see if I was suffering a case of unrealistic expectation, and nope, there seems to be some serious pushback from others on the price of the accessories. So you're using one tweet to justify that's a lot of people. Okay, uh, the left or right Joy-Con controllers can be purchased for $49.99 each. And keep in mind that each controller is slightly diff has a slightly different functionality. They're not all the same. A bundle of both controllers is $79.99. That's, com um, that's competitive with extra controllers on other systems, but, they may sound, uh, but this may sound petty. The Joy-Con controllers are so small, it's silly how much that impacts the expectation of how much it should cost. Nintendo also is, uh, is also making it seem like extra controllers are just a nice and friendly thing you should have laying around, but damn, not, for, not at those prices. That is a bit steep. For those it, it is, but I expect that to drop by the holidays. Yeah. When you put if um you want a pro controller, that's basically a standard controller for the Switch. Yeah, that will run you $69.99. There are some people out there saying that the controllers and accessories are chock full of technology and fun stuff that these prices are understandable, but the tone of the Nintendo event may actually be working against it in this regard. It's a strange it's strange to sell something as if they were toys and then turn around and charge prices um charge these prices for the accessories. Um, well, that's kind of a stupid statement. Yeah. And, like, oh, they're toys. Well, so is your Xbox controller. That, that yeah. doesn't, you know. Yeah, and that's, what, 60 bucks for a controller? It's um, about 50 now, but when it first came out, they are about 70 bucks. Yeah. So, and the rest is just their uh, opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, to be honest, I mean, it, to, to, to look at it from this person's point of view, I understand it because you see the videos where it's like people playing against each other and stuff like that. But when you're dropping, you know, 90 plus another, let's say, 79 bucks, you know, that's, you know, uh, 170 bucks extra for an extra dock and um, some extra controllers if you want to play with people. That's that's a bit. That's a little. Yeah, bit. it's it's steep. Yeah. Now, I do get I do understand the point of the technology involved warrants the price. And I do kind of agree with that when you look at them because you have you have a, a set of controllers that's one controller, but then can also be two controllers and you know, all this other shit. Um, but the, 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 the trick is though, is how good are they gonna be? That's gonna be the real, is exactly. it gonna, when you play them, is it gonna warrant that price? But have Nintendo controllers ever really been shit? No, I mean, like they have a pretty solid hardware track record they when do. it comes to quality. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the the one price that really shoots me in the foot is the dock price. Yeah, ninety bucks. That's ridiculous. But I would say fifty bucks on that. Yeah. It, all all it is is that you plug it in. Yeah, you're it's, not it's even getting. You're not even, yeah, you're not even getting the fucking um the display screen. So why still ninety bucks? Because I was thinking about grabbing an extra dock. You know, so you can bring it upstairs, downstairs, but fuck that. Not at a hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, cause you get, you think about comparisons when it comes to accessories, how much is uh when I'm talking about when it was popular, the connect right for the Xbox one was like one twenty. Yeah. But this fucking HDMI ports a hundred. Come on. Guys. Yeah. Like that. You, you can already tell those prices. The controller price might not drop right away because I think the technology and it does warrant that price, although it still sucks. Um, but we have to compare these prices to what the other console controllers were when they first came out. Yeah. The other con I mean, the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 were 70 bucks a controller. 
Mm. And now you can get them for 50 on Amazon, but that's right. because it's been out for a while. Yeah, and here's the, and here's the thing. I mean, you know, well, yeah, we want to say, yeah, there's a lot of technology. How much fucking technology are you having in the docking station? I mean, no. let, let's yeah, exactly. Let's be real. And then an HDMI cord, save the HDMI cord. I'll go to Amazon and pay six bucks, you know, right on there. I all mean, the, all the, um, all the docking station is is an HDMI port and a power port. That's right. all it is. Yeah, you know, all the technology's in the in the switch. So yeah, that's a little the the dock. I know it's pretty looking, but it's it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, now that Unless seventy dollars, my dick at the same time, it, it right. worth the price. That seventy dollars for the controller. Does it come with the the little grip thing that it slides into? Uh, oh, you mean the uh, the Joy Cons? Yeah. I mean, I imagine it would. If the, if it's seventy bucks and it comes with the two Joy Cons and the slide in thing, then the price is fine because the slide in thing, as we have to remember, is also something that charges them. It's like mm -hmm. a big battery. So mm -hmm. I mean that price is fine. I think it's just because this controller is so fucking weird. Yeah. That you're like, what? Like why? Because yeah, when you look at it, it's it's like a Nintendo controller. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's so fucking small. One half of it. But I think the 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 controller the, that's my official thing is the controller price is fine, but the the dock price is ridiculous. Like that's that's out of control. Let me see here because I don't remember how much they are. I wonder how much they were originally. Cause I'm just looking at oh, the, the dock's ninety bucks. Yeah, the dock is ninety bucks. Yeah, um, but I was looking at like like right now, you know the the I was looking at the uh, Wii remotes, like twenty bucks. You know for the Wii remotes, so you know and 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 you know those are pretty those are pretty good remotes, pretty durable. You know thirty six for a Wii remote plus in black, and that's at Walmart. You know so. I don't know. Yeah, and I was just on Amazon. The Xbox One controller was fifty, um, well, forty-eight, sixty-seven, or something like that. Yeah. Um, the controller price, I'm fine with, but the um, and especially because the, if they're gonna have it where you can buy just the left and right Joy Cons for forty-nine and then charge them somewhere else, that's cool. But it's really. Oh wait a minute! A left or right controller can be purchased for fifty, and keep in mind that each controller has slightly different functionality. That's not all the same. Oh, I get it. Okay, so it's eighty for the two of them, and then it's fifty for each. Yeah, that's going to be adjusted real fucking yeah. quick because that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's like oh, fifty um, for one. It's like oh, it's it's like the it's like the prices you see at the um at the market. It's like oh, here's a small one for twelve bucks. Oh, but you can get the double pack for eleven. Right. You're like, wait, what? But the <laughs> the eighty but I I still even eighty that I have to say that it makes sense. It sucks, but it makes sense. Especially if it come, if it comes with that that middle piece, it Whoa. makes sense. It doesn't come with the middle piece, and it don't make any sense. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know. But you kind of like your connection got you? shitty real quick. Hold on, I don't know what happened there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is. I can't even make you out. Um, all right. Well, with that, um, overall, I have to say that I'm, I'm, I'm joyously optimistic. Um, still kind of annoyed with some of the launch titles, uh, or the, le the 
little amount of launch titles uh, that we're seeing. Um, the price of the console itself is very fair. I mean, it's online with the Wii U, um, so I'm not really... When I heard, you know, I heard some individual reports early on that was saying, oh, yeah, they're looking at 250. I'm like, bullshit, 250. Um, definitely 300. And um, it looks like they're holding true to that. Um, so overall, you know, with the exception of some of the accessories. But still, that's that's cheaper. Well, yeah, it's cheaper than if you go with, like, you know, the Xbox or the PlayStation. Um, but, you know, and so and some of the games that are coming out look really cool. So I'm I'm. I'm very, very happy with that. So, um, you still there? Yeah, um, there you <laughs> I don't know if anyone here. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, yeah, I I think the 300 price point is good. Um, it makes sense, and I think the uh, the accessory thing's kind of weird. And I wish there was more launch titles. Like I said, the launch title list can definitely for. 2017 anyway can definitely fill out um, as we go on. Um, I would. I'm very surprised also that there will be a Smash Brothers game oh, yeah. um, in 2017 at all. You know because that's such a pull for them. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, yeah, I'm, I still want one. Yeah. You know, so. All right. So I guess on that note. We jump into our final segment of the evening and uh, head to our uh, douchebags of the week. So my douchebag of the week, <laughs> and I titled this, this is why we have fake news. Um, boxing, this comes from Huffington Post and boxing loves a comeback story, but this is ridiculous. A Fox affiliate newscast in Philadelphia Wednesday wished deceased heavyweight champ Joe Frazier a happy 73rd birthday and reported that he would appear at City Hall for a youth boxing event. And that's not even the, that's not even the whole screw-up. Frazier, who died in, on November 7, 2011, has, an, has a statue erected in his honor in Philly, was actually born on January 12, 1949, not the 11th. He, um, quote, he really is a legend. Good day, Philadelphia co-anchor Thomas Drayton, uh, Fox 29 gushed such a force if smoking Joe happens uh, perhaps best known for his fights against Muhammad Ali showed up at City Hall we say book him for the fight a fight immediately a Fox 29 spokesperson told Philadelphia magazine that good day Philadelphia corrected the report later in the newscast good thing the station was was able to avoid Frazier's left hook and this is my douchebag because you're, 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 I mean, yeah, you're, those kind of shows are a little more like entertainment, but you're a fucking news broadcast. You don't even, one, you don't even know if the dude's alive. <laughs> and two, you're saying he's going to appear at event later. And three, it's not even his actual birthday. It's like, come on guys, what are you doing? This is why we have fake news. Nobody does fucking right. research anymore. And stop letting the interns do it. Like, it's like what the fuck man it's all for the lulls yeah exactly lulls <laughs> we say that at work all the time <laughs> where we're like yeah we just do it for the lulls <laughs> <laughs> so my um douchebag of the week uh this is just funny um i guess 
both of them are douchebags if you really think about it. But um, hey, I don't know. I mean, fast food in my, are likely in, in my in, if I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same thing because you know. <laughs> I guess it's the principle of the situation. Yeah, I mean, you're just keeping it G is really what it is. Um, <laughs> so fast food lovers are likely in awe over the sheer badassery of a 13-year-old girl who reportedly smacked down a gun held by a boy <coughs> demanding she give him a McDonald's chicken McNugget. <laughs> um, the girl told police that her 12-year-old schoolmate first asked her for a chicken nug- or McNugget inside McDonald's in New York City's Harlem neighborhood on Tuesday. First of all, 12-year-old had a gun? Yeah. Like, Harlem needs to calm down. <laughs> That's why that, Luke Cage over there. Yeah, I guess that gentrification isn't going so well. Jesus. Um, when she declined, he allegedly followed her to a subway station, whipped out the weapon, and held it to her head. Even at gunpoint, the teen refused to hand over even one lump of breaded chicken paste, police said. The NYPD told the Daily News she knocked the gun away from the boy and told him to leave her alone. <laughs> that chick is no joke, dude. <laughs> um, police didn't recover the gun, but numerous witnesses reported seeing it, and NYPD spokesperson told the Huffington Post. The boy was charged as a juvenile with attempted robbery, according to BuzzFeed, because BuzzFeed is reliable. Right. He will be prosecuted in family court. Um, you know... The girl, I think, is just a badass. Like, not all heroes wear capes kind of situation. <laughs> um, it's just for such a trivial thing yeah. that it's kind of like whatever. But that dude, like, seriously? Right. First of all, you're 12 and you got a gun. Reevaluate your life Yeah. real fast. You're too, and then also, you're too young to be suffering from small dick issues. Exactly. And also, for a chicken nugget, dude, that's what you're going to go down for. Right. Uh, can you imagine you in the joint? Yeah, I went down because I want to rob this chicken them chicken nuggets. And you have other people like, yo, motherfucker, they're like two fifty. Yeah, like you broke bitch. You <laughs> couldn't you couldn't buy first of all, if you got a gun, go up to the dude at the McDonald's. Right. Go up and show the gun and be like, Let me get some chicken nuggets. Hey, you're about to get some chicken nuggets here, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. You're about to get this nugget. You know, like, I get oh, I could just dude. picture that chick, that thirteen year old just sitting there with the gun to her head and he's she's like she looking like, Oh, you want one of these? To dips it and then eats it right in front of him, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be badass, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm telling you, some heroes don't wear capes. You know what? And, and as I read it out loud, I probably would have did the same fucking thing. Like, yeah. nope, yeah. you ain't getting this because you don't fucking deserve it. That's why. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. I just sit there staring and just like eating them one by one, but eating them kind of slow. <laughs> like, right? Like, oh, these are so fucking good. Hmm. Like, Maybe I should have got the twenty piece, <laughs> and then tip your head to the side, just stare at that fool. <laughs> no, and then she gets up, she finishes him. He's still standing there, dumbfounded, with the gun in his hand. She goes up to the line, orders more, sits back down in the exact same seat, <laughs> right. and continues to eat them. I'd be like, "Fuck, this chick is no joke." <laughs> Oh my god, I can see Harlem them. is rough. Dude. I, can, like, I can see that movie being made in like you know in like six months. <laughs> Harlem needs to calm down. I know Harlem getting a little. I know for them chicken nuggets is like damn, they'll be on black market and shit. You know, chicken nuggets three grand for them six piece. <laughs> <laughs> Opening a coat and shit, pull a chicken nugget. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like you got any sauce for that? Motherfucker, you think this is McDonald's? <laughs> Yo, that's one fifty on that sauce, bro. Right. <laughs> 
And it's not even in the actual container. It's like one of those, you know, the little paper cups that you get to fill up ketchup. It's like one Just of those. squeeze tubes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that is it for this episode uh please rate and review the show review our show on itunes it helps us out immensely and if you want to catch our back catalog you can check it out on stitcher itunes iHeartRadio, as well as our website thelazygeeks.com follow us on facebook facebook.com slash thelazygeeks or search us out on twitter instagram and snapchat by uh searching the lazy geeks one word and you can find the links to our social media hubs through our site thelazygeeks.com you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter, a middle at a middle aged geek, Instagram, middle aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagedgeek.com. And I'm on Twitter at SapienTLG. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I even tweeted um about an hour ago. Nice, so you're nice. welcome. So there you go. Um, all right. So be sure to tune in on Friday for our podcast the cheap seats where we will be discussing um well the initial discussion is star wars the original episode four from 1977 but we kind of kind of talk about the whole star wars universe in general on that on that particular show so tune in on friday for that one and um uh, yeah that is it for us this week so until uh, next time peace out This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.